We're just ordinary people living ordinary lives until we see someone on TV win a $25,000 prize. Come on down. I'll play any game for 10 seconds of fame. Come on down. I'll make a deal just for that me spin the wheel. Come on down. To win a million bucks, all you need is a little luck and thorough knowledge of multiple disparate trivial subjects. All right, welcome back to another all-new episode of Come, Come On, on down. down, the game show podcast that's perfect for a little Halloween, what, Thanksgiving. It's November. Thanksgiving. It's like late November. Is it? When are we recording this? Late November. Okay, yes. <laughs> it is late November. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Welcome to Come On Down. Today, we're going to be talking about a game show from a long time ago. Not that, I mean, we've talked about... I would say Old, one of the time. coolest game shows we've done. One of the coolest. One of the most drug-induced fever dream game shows yeah. we've done, and that is Remote Control. If you if you can remember the kid in your class in middle school that was like way too cool to be in school, and he had an attitude about it, Johnny. that is what Remote Control this, is. That kid's name was Johnny in my Right, exactly. School. That was a guy that stabbed somebody in like senior high school, right? Well, it... There is some debate about about that stabbing. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's... Okay, that's what I thought. The debate was whether he stabbed four or five people. Oh, my goodness. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. And you know what else you're stabbing this time of year? A turkey. Hey, because it is late November. <laughs> Thanksgiving season. Uh, before we go any further, we do have another sponsor today. Oh, nice. People love this. People love this. I've heard from zero people that they like this. Okay. But I can tell... They probably don't like this. Right. So uh, I'm going to give you your script, which you have not seen until uh -huh. today. Right. Uh, I made it nice and big for you because I know your eyes oh, are going out. Oh, this is out. large. So your eyes are going out. <clears throat> All right. So I'll start? Yeah, go ahead. Our sponsor today comes from the Wacky Mix-Em-Up product line at Kraft. Hey, John. Do you like macaroni and cheese? Of course. I have the palate of a 13-year-old boy. Well. And the, the penis. Well, then you're going to love their I'm new... I'm just reading the script. Oh, yeah. it's not. That's not in the script. You actually added that yourself. Well, then you're going to love their new mix-em-up food, macaroni and peas. But where's the cheese? Instead of swimming around in that gooey, creamy cheese, the macaroni are now swimming around in peas. Oh, so the best part of the macaroni and cheese is gone. That's right. Now you can trick your kids into eating peas. But won't the kids know it's peas? The mix-em-up team thought of that, so they smashed the peas into a paste-like substance. Added yellow-orange food coloring, and also added some natural cheese to cover up that pea flavor. Oh, so it's essentially worse macaroni and cheese. It's macaroni and peas. Come on down, listeners. Get 25% off a pallet of macaroni and peas. You order these by the pallet. It's not even like a box at the grocery store. It's hard store. to sell, okay. so they make yeah. you... 25% off a pallet of macaroni and peas. Also, look for the upcoming new foods from the Kraft Mix-Em-Up team. Hey One Steak Sauce... I guess that's made of hay, <laughs> the steak sauce. American sliced fees. Is that just like bills uh, yeah. that you put on your sandwich? <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. Singles. Uh, creamy Jar Jar sauce. I don't know what that one is. is that a, like It's a, like tartar sauce, but it's, but it's Jar Jar Binks. from Jar Jar. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's milk from Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. Okay. Catalina wine mixer salad dressing. Creamy white Russian salad dressing. Mm. 
So is that milk in with alcohol? Yeah. Okay. In but Russian salad mixed. Right. Okay. Please whiz. Can you explain that one to me? I don't. I didn't write this ad. This is. From, oh, this is from Kraft. This right. from Kraft. I forgot this is from Kraft, and you didn't know. Yeah. And many more. More. Yep. Gray poop on Dijon custard. <laughs> so it's poop and mu- is there mustard in the custard? Do you think? I have no clue. Okay. I didn't write this. <laughs> Miracle nip slip. This is just a bunch these, of bad puns. These are getting weird. Extra cholesterol mayonnaise. That one's not even a pun. It's just, <laughs> just whatever. Here's the more bad stuff. Jalapeno string bees. That sounds not good. Philadelphia, <laughs> Philadelphia Clive and Owen cream cheese. That must be like a play on uh, chive and onion. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but it's like Clive Owen's name. Yeah. Okay. Uh, ra- what is this word? Ra- real lemon. Real lemon is one word. Mm-hmm. Is that a thing outside of yeah. this ad right here? No, okay. it is. Real lemon single serve lemon juice. Huh. And Texas Pete, that's hot <laughs> sauce. <laughs> that's so many different. That's the end <laughs> I'm of the assuming these all come from. <laughs> Are these all pallets as well? Do you have to order pallets? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe you get 20. Do you get 25% off any of these pallets or just the macaroni Probably and peas? Probably just, just the macaroni and peas. I think they were just wanted to give the listeners a heads up on the new stuff that's coming out. All right. Well, keep an eye out for these things. Yeah. That. Are real. <laughs> All right. Thank you to Kraft Macaroni and Peas. Thank you for Kraft. sponsoring this episode. I feel like that's. I feel like all that weirdness is going to tie in very well to whatever we're going to be talking about today. Yeah. So today, as we mentioned, we're going to be talking about a game show called Remote Control. Now, this is a show that aired on MTV from 1987 to 1990. So three or four years, but they they squeezed five seasons of the show into Before that time frame. MTV was teen pregnancy shows, right? So this was uh, the 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 this problem. Before I even knew show. about MTV, by right? The way. Right. So the problem, I guess, about this show is problem. And the interesting thing is that this was the first original MTV series that was not music based. Okay. So this was the beginning. Really of the stepping end, out really. of there. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, because now there's no shows that are music-based on MTV. It's all about pregnant teenagers mm-hmm. and catfishes. It's Catfish and, Eye. Oh, I'm sorry. And uh, other pregnant teenager eye. <laughs> or is it Teenager Us? Teenagerum? Teenagerum. Um, there's seven shows about pregnant teenagerum and... A, at least a show, at least one show about Catfish Eye. And I think, is MTV, no, never mind. Oh, okay. I was watching a show about this this um, family that lives on a farm. It lives similar to Amish people, and the parents don't want them watching any television, or they're a very wholesome Christian family. But then why do they have a film crew following them because all Because the one of the children has broken off and is, is living in situation. Yes, exactly. And, but without actually being Rumspringer. And oh. he liked it. And that just seemed like something that would be on MTV. It is not. 
Um, oh, okay. Well, well, but that sounds like something you'd see on yeah, MTV. Yeah, there was also Buckwild on MTV. Did you? Oh my god, that I guy loved, died. Yeah, I Andy. liked, but but Buckwild was when we were all in college, right? No, it was after. It was as adults. We were outside of college and yep. watching watching Buckwild. Yeah, yikes! I liked it though, but yeah, well, it was just Shane Gandy. I think was the name of the guy who died. Yeah, and after first season, so we never got a second season. Oh yeah, wow, 2013. Yeah. So, but yeah, the point is MTV doesn't have any shows about music anymore. No, they this don't. was the first MTV show that wasn't about music. And yeah, hope I wish it would have been the last, but it was not. It was not. It also, as we mentioned, is a 1980s fever dream for the most part. That's why you are dressed like a clown right now, I think. <laughs> what? You got this shirt on with like seven different colors and I have patterns. A, I have a cool shirt on and it is a woman's shirt. Is it a woman's shirt? It is a woman. Because look, the buttons, the buttons are, are on, on the woman's side. Yeah. That's and you want to know why they're on the other side? Why? Because it's for Be- women? No. Apparently, um, oh, why women the help on the other used side? to help women dress. So oh, they would have it so on the, the right-handed. way. But what about the help? Where are their buttons? Do they have di- do they have different clothes with men's buttons, side buttons? Yeah. It goes back and forth each. Okay. So yeah. like Viola Davis had it on that Correct. one side. But Emma Stone had the buttons on the other side. Right. I, I just uh, I saw a, a picture of the movie that helped. No, you so saw it and using. you liked it, and I remember I, you tweeting about it. I haven't seen it yet. I, I need to get around to it. Anyway, remote control, 1987 and 1990. The last year or two, 89 to 90, there was also a syndicated version that aired off of MTV in syndication. It was hosted by a guy named Ken Ober, and the show had a kind of setup or conceit to it which was that ken was a guy who loved game shows and always wanted his own game show so he set up a game show in his mom's basement Mm -hmm. so the set of the show looked like a basement there were there was a washer and dryer on the set the contestants rather than there was a bar yep there was a bar there was uh a giant Pez dispenser with the Bob Eubanks head on it because Ken loved game shows. Yeah. And the contestants sat in Lazy Boys. Did you have a basement in New York? No, I did not. Is New York known for basements? Some people have them. I didn't. I just, I don't know if this, I had a basement when I lived in, in Michigan. Yeah. I think the Midwest is big on the basement. I don't know if it was as cool. Like like a bar in the basement to me was, it didn't make sense. But I haven't had a real basement or had a basement when I was a grown adult. So I don't right. know. Was that like, would men do, would it be like the cave? The Yeah. Man I cave? think the basement is a kind of a man cave situation a lot of okay. times. My, uh, my aunt and uncle in New York have a basement and they just was, get hammered in their bar down there. Yeah. They, they have like sex parties and things like that. <laughs> I've been invited a few times. You've been invited yeah. to your aunt and uncle's yeah, sex parties. It's weird. To like um, do like the coat check? To be the bartender. Okay. <laughs> so, so yeah, it was this big basement set. And like I said, the people, the contestants were all in Lazy Boys with kind of like TV tables yeah. in front of them. Very bright colored Lazy Boys. Yes. Uh, each Lazy Boy was a different color. Because the colors in the 90s, I guess late 80s and early 90s were vibrant. They were big time. Like I would say this is tame. Yeah, that shirt you're wearing that is 
salmon and teal and blue and pink <laughs> and white and white yep and yeah lots of different patterns too yeah you you would not stand out at all in the 80s. Now, if you're not watching this episode, like, who's this boring looking guy you are missing out so the show was basically all about tv for the most part all of the questions were were tv based generally mm-hmm. the the way that it worked was there were nine quote-unquote channels that the contestants could choose from where the questions were and they didn't know what each of the channels were other than i want to this go to channel. channel five yeah and then they would announce oh channel five is this category and it would always try and be like a show or network based okay category what was elvis elvis yeah it kept popping up a lot Okay. So I didn't really understand what yeah. that tied into. There were, I mean, there was like Leave Out the Beaver. It was all questions about either Leave It to Beaver or the cast of Leave It to Beaver. Private Dicks, which was a category about my aunt and uncle's parties. <laughs> I um, think orgy parties would be private dicks. It'd be more okay, of a public fair. situation. Um, no, that was about like detective shows and things like that. Okay. And then there was Dead or Alive. Which is they just said a person. You said whether whether they were dead. They would or alive. just show a picture if it was a corpse or not, and you had yeah. to say dead or alive. Yeah, there was also dead or Canadian, where they said a person, <laughs> and you had to say whether they were dead or Canadian. That's funny. Uh, there was also dead alive or Indian food, where they would name uh, wow something, and you had to choose which of those three it was. But yeah, so the, so it was kind of fun categories. There was all one of the channels was always MTV, and those questions were about. MTV musical so, television. Music, music videos because mm-hmm. that it wasn't about pregnant twelve year olds yeah. at that point in time. Well, some music videos are. Well, yeah, I mean the good ones. Yeah, but but other than the music videos that were about that, it was just about music videos in general. So that there were normally three questions per category, and they went up five, ten, fifteen points. Yeah, and whoever got the question right had control. They could. Choose the next question in that category or change the channel. And how did they uh, select which channel to do? They had a big remote Mm. that they pointed and they said, I want to watch channel five. Right. But it had no control. No, it didn't do anything, actually. It was just a prop. I knew that because there were multiple times when contestants forgot to do it and would like use their buzzer or would just say the channel. And it took me out. And I, oh, wow. Yeah. I, I was like, I'm clearly... The illusion is gone. This is fake. They're not changing to the actual They're channel. They're not in that guy's basement. Uh, there were also several times where I saw where Ken Ober didn't hear what they said. Because there's a lot of nonsense going on There's a lot show. of... There is no... It's not a tight show, no, I would say. No, it, it is... Like I said, it is very much a fever dream. There are almost no rules whatsoever. And things just happen. Um, then there's a snack break at the end of round one. And I would say more of an aggressive snack dump is what yeah, it was. Yeah, so most of the time it was like chips or snacks falling from above on the heads of the contestants, and they would try and take a bowl and cover their head with it. Yeah. Sometimes there were things thrown at them, pies thrown in their faces, or um, the hostess of the show would bring some food out to them. A oh, few- good, because she was irrelevant. Yes, yes. To the show. Yes. Not her, but that that job. Yes, cuz there were several people that held that job over the course right, of the show. Right, it was like four or five women. Yeah. So so as we said, Ken Can I, I want to tell you something real yep. quick. Okay. I saw something that was very funny to me. Uh and it was during the snack break. 
And I guess the producers tell them, hey, have like a fake food fight. So all this dumps and they kind of just lightly throw it at each other. I saw one where one contestant either heard that and didn't care or just didn't hear it. And he proceeded to catch the snacks, open them and then eat them all. Respect. Like not in a like shoving my, but he was just like, like chill oh, dude. Like, like, open this <laughs> nice. was not involved in the light food. Um, he he knew what he wanted. He needed some brain food. But yeah, so as we said, Ken Ober was the host. Colin Quinn was the announcer slash sidekick sort of character who right. kind of sat at the bar and would chime in here and there on things, was involved in some of the uh, questions, some of the... Well, usually the singing ones. Yeah, some of the special categories because we, we kind of named some of the standard question type categories. There were also performance-based categories, really, mm-hmm. where Colin Quinn and the hostess, who, like I said, was kind of their five different versions of the yeah. hostess throughout the series, would would act something out or sing some song that was a clue. It was kind of like the, the video questions on Jeopardy, but yeah. just people dicking around. And not, yeah. they were not taking their jobs very seriously no. um, at all for the most part. It was just... People having fun, probably drunk and or high. Uh, but this was the first TV job for Colin Quinn, who would later go on to do such things as Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. where he hosted a Weekend Update for a good portion of my like prime Saturday Night Live yeah. time of my life. I think it was like 98 to 2000 or 2001 uh-huh. or so. It was right after Norm MacDonald, who was the best... Weekend update person and ever, most offensive, and, and the best comedian in the world. So Colin Quinn had big shoes to fill, but I did think he did a good job on Weekend Update. I I thought he was good. Um, did you watch the Colin Quinn show? The Colin Quinn show. I watched all three episodes when they aired on <laughs> NBC in two thousand two or whatever it was. Um, no, I remember it being a thing when it came out, and I don't remember watching it. And then I remember it going away, and then it had three episodes that aired. It turns out it has the same. It had the same setup as the David Spade show. It's his show that he does now. It was just right. four people in chairs, kind of had. I think so they had some pre-written jokes, but basically shooting the shit and trying to be funny. Well, and I mean, he basically turned that into. Shortly after that, he had the what was the other Colin Quinn show on Comedy Central? Tough Crowd with Colin Quinn. Yeah, and that was. It was like four comedians, and they would kind of talk. I okay, guess that's was, what I'm thinking. That's of. what you're thinking. Of. That that's was a little because that was a little more like politics based. Yeah, and that lasted like three seasons. So there that was there was an episode that a had successful show. Greg Giraldo and Dennis Leary, and they almost got in a fight because Giraldo and Leary. Yeah, Leary went. Dennis Leary came onto the jokes. show not knowing that these people wrote jokes and they knew topics beforehand uh-huh. and didn't know that. So Greg Giraldo showed up with. A whole bunch of jokes, some of them making fun of the show that he was, Dennis Leary was on at the time. Rescue and Me? I think so, yeah. And you could tell, like, Dennis Leary got very upset with Greg Giraldo, who had pre written zingers. Nice. And yeah, I know Colin Quinn at one point had to put his leg up on the table to separate them. He thought that was going to work, but yeah, I guess. Awesome. Yeah. Was... Um, yeah, so you mentioned Dennis Leary. There were other side characters on the show who would pop up for categories here and there. One of those people was Dennis Leary. And this was, again, 
his first real TV role. Another one of those people was Adam Sandler, and it was also his first real TV role. So this was pre SNL. Yes. So I guess, yeah, that would be crazy. So yeah, if he, he was on was SNL. Nineteen ninety on SNL, and okay. then Colin Quinn I think was ninety six SNL. Um, Dennis Leary was never SNL. He just stole jokes and got famous from it. Um, I think it's also fun to note that when you select the category that required somebody to come out and act something, you you could get the answer right. And then the next person, or e- change you, the I guess. channel. Yeah, you would just change it. And, and then the person would have to, to walk off. <laughs> and then if that kid went back to that category, they'd have to walk and back on back stage. Out. Yeah. Yeah, that was funny. They would always be upset when people changed the channel. Right. Because they had to leave. But yeah, so, so it was like Adam Sandler or Dennis Leary in some sort of character asking a question in, in some weird way. Sometimes there was like a. Uh, um, you laugh, you lose, where somebody, one of these comedians came out and performed for 20 seconds or something like that, and you had to not smile for the entire time, and you got points if you did, and lost points if you, or lost points if you did smile wow. or laugh, and got points if if you didn't. There was some weird, there was one called Fairy Pixie Corner, where it was Fake weird nursery rhymes were the clues. Yeah. There was one called Beat the Bishop, um, which, you know, is a synonym for masturbate. Whoa. Right? The bishop looks like Jesus, dude. a nipple. What? <laughs> a nipple? What? A penis. How do you... Wait, how do you masturbate? <laughs> oh. Have you seen The Queen's Gambit? <laughs> That's just a porn, I think. Jonda loves it. Yeah, of course. But yeah, so Beat the Bishop was a guy dressed up as a bishop, <laughs> ran a lap around the studio, oh and they asked you a complex math question, and you had to answer the question before he finished his lap mm-hmm. in order to get points. Mm-hmm. So like I said, it was just people goofing off and coming up with random ass ideas. Yeah. And then just rolling a camera on it and going. So that's a big part of the charm of it. In many ways, I thought that it felt like it had similarities with a later show that we have discussed before, Win Ben Stein's Money. That's exactly how I feel. In in the sense that there was a sidekick or two cracking jokes. Yeah. There was a little more looseness to it. The set didn't look like a standard game show set. But when Ben Stein's money was, it was serious trivia questions. Yeah, but also it was polished, and it—I don't know—it it, it right. allowed for quick side comments, which I thought were much funnier, and the audience seemed to be a little more into when Ben Stein's money. Yeah, no, this is this was very um, MTV when it was actually alternative when. Right. You know, it was something different and weird, and especially in the 80s with, like, teenage Gen Xers and stuff, I think this was very, very cool because it was different, and it was just people not giving a shit and not overproducing something and just going, and it was, you know, kind of that rebellious attitude to it. So I think that's that's what it was born for. I mean, that's that's the whole spirit that the entire MTV network was born from in the 80s. yeah. 
um, before it became the corporate sellout pregnancy test bullshit that it is now. Pregnancy test? Well, they've got to take the test at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of trivia questions, it's pregnancy test. Pregnancy test, okay. That's the difference uh, on MTV. So, yeah. So, there was a snack break at the end of round one. Round two was more of the same stuff with nine new channels. And the points were doubled, so that was like 10, 50, or 10 20, 30 yeah. points per question now. And then at the end of round two, the TV went off the air. Whoa. And at that point, the big TV screen thing turns off, and the contestant with the lowest score is booted off the air via... There's a reason that they had seatbelts on their Lazy Boys. Yeah. Because their lazy boys are just kind of yoinked off the stage and crashed through the wall behind yes. them where there might be other weird characters dressed up as things attacking them as they get pulled back there. Yes. Or the chair might flip back through the wall or the wall might rotate out and they go through it. Or the, the chair might get sent back out with a skeleton in it, implying that they'd been killed and yeah. things like that. Pick the bones have been picked, like large piranhas were back there and just kind of went to town. Yeah, It was as if you were seeing a high school play that got kind of a big budget that year. They spent <laughs> all their money on this one special set piece, which, which wasn't, it didn't even look very good. What do you mean? It was kind of like a uh, a Legends of the Hidden Temple Temple Guard attack. Yeah, it kind of looked like the rotating set from that one show that we did. Um, card Sharks. Yeah. But or worse. <laughs> but worse, yeah. <laughs> um, so at that point, they went into a head-to-head lightning round with the two remaining contestants. It was called the think real fast round Mm -hmm. and for most of the show the way that it worked was it was 30 seconds and there were rapid fire questions asked throughout those 30 seconds that were 10 points each um and you buzzed in and tried to get it right a lot of times it was fix this incorrect word or name or something like that so so it was something that was very fast and didn't require a lot of thinking or it would be a fill in the blank leave it to and then you'd buzz it and say beaver, whatever mm. it was. So that was pretty much the main game. Whoever had the most points at the end of the lightning round, the think real fast round, was the winner. And the other person was also yoinked off mm-hmm. the stage to their death or whatever it was. Probably. Yeah. So so that was the winner of the main game. And then there was the grand prize round. Which looked like something out of Clockwork Orange, where that guy gets put in front of all those TVs and they put the thing on his eyes and keep his eyes open to make him watch. So, um, it's interesting that you say that. Yeah. But I've never seen that movie. Um, I haven't either. Isn't that the crazy <laughs> wait, part? Wait, what? Is that true? <laughs> I you, haven't seen it. You haven't seen it? No, but I think I've seen like a scene from that. <laughs> and I know that I know that they yank a guy's open and make him watch something. Okay. I believe. Okay. It and and I wanted to when you said that, I wanted to just agree with you and be like, yeah, 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 and then move on. Yeah. But I realized I would be lying. And I realize I don't know if you do this, but I do that um kind of a lot where I just lie and pretend I've seen or 
know about things just because it's easier and faster. Yeah. And then I just hope I don't get caught. Yeah. And especially when When's it's the last time you did that. I don't know, probably yesterday or something. The last time I talked to a person outside of my wife. I don't know. Like it's. Are you like a serial like liar? Oh, you big, just like get big off time. On it? I I make so much stuff up. Yeah. Um, it's. It's it's often when I'm talking to somebody that I am not super close with. An acquaintance. Right, an acquaintance, and and we'll be talking about something. And they'll go, oh yeah, yeah. it's like um, it's like when the guy in uh, Pulp Fiction, oh what is he, what is what, what, what you, you know that part, and I'll be like, oh yeah, 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 I know what you're talking about, but I've never seen Pulp Fiction, so I don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, but it's just easier for me to go along with it, and I'll be like, oh yeah, 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 and they'll be like, oh he says. Oh, this is what he says, and I'll be like, "Yeah, that was it. That was it." Oh yeah. But then sometimes that person will be like, "Oh no, wait, that wasn't it." And I'll be like, "Oh yeah, no, wait, it was." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. Oh, you just like I can't, I can't you just like a mirror to them. I can't remember. Oh, what was it? I don't know. If, I don't know why I do that, but I find myself doing that more frequently. Because you don't want to be. You don't want to admit you don't know something. I think that's probably especially you. I feel like your ego is very closely tied to your Thank you. IQ or you know ability to know things. Yeah, because I know that I can't tell you. I don't think I've ever told you new information. No, you told me something new earlier today. What? I don't know. Wasn't there something in this episode that you shared that I didn't know? Oh, the Clockwork Orange thing. <laughs> yeah, the thing you made up. <laughs> the thing that started this whole conversation. Yeah. But yeah, I would say it's just like that scene in A Clockwork Orange. I wonder Orange. how many people do that. I bet it's pretty common. I, I, I'd I imagine it's... I'm not the only one who usually, does it. Well, usually like... Uh, so... Okay, so I love my mom. But there are times... <laughs> there are times when she cannot remember something in a story. And for whatever reason, cannot move forward in the story until she remembers it. Oh, so it's like, oh, and he was wearing, uh, oh, what was he wearing? And it's entirely irrelevant what he was wearing. Correct. But she won't continue the story. Well, she just needs to remember it or figure it out. And so, and I'm, I guess I don't do that with my mom. So I'm just like, so there's just this uncomfortable time where everybody just has to be quiet and like, let her think of this because nobody knows this part of whatever the story is. So I, I would say that the trick that you do is just to make the conversation flow better. It's really a really generous thing for me to do. It's so generous of It you. is very selfless of me yeah. to just lie all the time. But there Do you like go up to random strangers and just say a lie and then yeah. <laughs> move on to the next one? Uh-huh. I'll I'll walk up to somebody in the, the grocery store. I just we're crossing past and I'll be like, "You know, I donated a uh, trucks worth of canned foods to the to the food shelter earlier today." <laughs> And they'll just go, okay. But I know they're thinking like, wow, that guy's a great guy. Yeah. Not like this weird person probably just walked up and lied to me. Right. No, I know. I know what they're thinking. But, but I mean, there are, what I do is not like, it's not like what a pathological liar does. I don't think like we've known people in our life Mm -hmm. together where we've dealt with some what I think are pathological liars. I, I think I can figure out what the difference is here. Pathological liars are on the offensive. Right. That's and what you're true. doing is more of a def- like you're letting the person lead the conversation. 
I'm just going along with it. Right. So you're still liars. <laughs> but it's just, I, I agree. I think there's a difference between a unprovoked random lie, usually to make the person look better or sound cooler, I would say, pathological. Right. Liars I'm just trying tend. to keep things flowing. That's what I'm saying. All right. I don't think it's a bad thing, but um, I would love to be with you when you get caught in the... It, oh, yeah, it was that. And the person's... I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna start doing it to you now. <laughs> I'm just gonna see. No, but if it's you, but if it's you, I'll be like, I don't know, I haven't seen that because I don't care if the conversation stalls. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't know what you're talking about. But yeah, so so it's just like that scene. the The, the grand prize mm-hmm. round of this show is yeah. just is maybe just like a scene, maybe from maybe a clock that we think it might be like. I just watched American Beauty the other day for pervert. I've seen it before, but it's quite good. Uh, you don't feel he, weird at that scene? Which scene? The one where the, I think the flowers are falling down and she was 14 or 15. Her mom was on set because she couldn't be on set by herself. Um, you're conflating two different things. What? Uh, so Mina Suvari, who was the girl that um, Kevin Spacey was right. obsessed with. She was like 20 or something at the time. She was the one with the flowers all hanging over her. So was the other girl? Uh, it was the other girl. It was, um, I can't remember her name. Girl from Hope. Was there a Focus. sex scene that she was in? No, she wasn't in a sex scene, but she like took her top off while the neighbor was videotaping her. Oh. And so that was, because she was 16. The bag flying guy. Yeah, yeah, that guy. She was 16, so her parents had to be on Can Matt, what if you but... were, let's say you have a daughter okay. and she gets a huge part in a movie. Okay. And it's not like a student film. It's like a Clockwork Orange. It's like a Clockwork Orange. Okay. And Which she, is one of my favorite films. I, I agree. Because do you remember the part? Oh, oh, where the where the guy. The most famous part. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, what does he what does he say? Um. um oh, it's a Clockwork Orange now. Yes, 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 exactly. That? I love that part. <laughs> no, wait, hold on. I don't think he says. There's no like pivotal oh, line no. in the movie where he says actual. No, what clock. am I thinking of? What. You're right. You're right. It was. Oh God, I can't think of it. I can't. Whatever. Uh, we'll figure it out. Yeah. I'll text it to you later. Okay. Yes. Please do. So please your daughter's on me. set. Uh huh. And she has to take her top off. Okay. And your Erica's out of town. You have to be the one on set. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do you agree with this? Are you like, yes, sweetheart, follow your dreams. I'll be there for you. Or I mean, I don't know. Erica do you still wear has dark a phone, sunglasses? Right? I have to like call. I. Uh, I feel like I can't make a unilateral decision. Yeah, on but that just one. do it now for the podcast. Oh, then yeah, okay, that's fine. Whatever. Wow. Follow really? your dreams. I'm not wow. standing. I'm not standing in the way of anybody's dreams. I mean, I think it, I would have to say no. I think it depends on the context, right? What's the What's the context? Like elite, like American Beauty is like a, you know, multi Academy Award winning piece of you don't know that high at the time. art. But I mean, if you watch it, if you read the script, I think you can like have a lot of respect for it. Where if it's like, this is a movie about like teenagers fucking like Sharknado Seven. Yeah, exactly. Then it's like, yeah, there's really no reason for that. (laughs) (laughs) That seems unnecessary. (laughs) So I feel like the context is so she. If the part in the script said "girl takes off top," it's like there's not even a name for the character. (laughs) Yeah, then I think that might be an issue. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I think it's it has to do with the artistic value of it i still say no i don't think i would um it was my son yes you let him bottoms off bottoms off (laughs) yeah that has to be the name of the movie though bottoms off (laughs) 
You let you'd let him reveal his his bishop. I said bottom. Oh, sorry, I forgot that was a niffle. I keep getting confused. So, anyway, if you'll let me talk about the uh, the fine, grand prize fine, round now. Fine. So the grand prize round of the show, it's just like a Clockwork Orange. <laughs> <laughs> you, the the winner lays on a bed. <laughs> A whole bunch of roses. <laughs> roses falling down. The winner lays on a bed, uh, and it's kind of like hospital bedish, where it's it's uh, propped up a little bit. It was one of those beds at the time that was really popular, that was able to like fold up and right. So so you could lean up a little bit in your lying position, and then there were nine TV sets stacked in front of, and you had to be strapped winner. in. They had like a big black belt. You can't they... go anywhere. You're 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 locked in this bed, all right? And there were nine TV sets in front of them. Mm-hmm. And then they had, I think, 45 seconds. And they just start playing nine different music videos on all nine of these TV sets. And you had to name the artist of all nine music videos to win the grand prize. And... I mean, if you're a big TV fan, a big MTV fan, to the point where you've already won this show, this all almost exclusively TV-based questions, Right. I think you've got a pretty good chance in this. I saw every episode that I saw, the person won. Oh, I the, saw one he didn't the, win. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, I saw like three but he episodes. But he only didn't get won. one. Oh, really? So he got you know, right. most of them. And, um, and then he, if you got them all, you won the grand prize, which was often either a car or a trip, mm-hmm. like a, a vacation or something along those lines. And so I, I, I felt like pretty pretty solid prize potential overall. Because I they like also, that you could win a Zenith remote control. It, so I think that was one of the things that you would win for winning the regular yeah. uh, be- before you won the grand prize, just for, for winning it. Because it was like five or six things that you won yeah. just for winning it. It was like you get a exercise bike and a skateboard a and telescope a, seemed to be every single i feel like every game show in the 80s and 90s gave away telescopes i feel like they was must nasa have, really popular no i think what happened was a factory accidentally overmade telescopes there were a lot of extra telescopes hanging around and they <laughs> needed to figure out what to do with them okay so it was like the dollar shave club guy yeah exactly but yeah i mean nasa was really possible popular i remember this is 1987 i mean 1986 was the challenger explosion (laughs) so pretty popular at the time oh no in case you wanted to see any explosions in space you had a telescope for it now oh no and uh why did they put a teacher on board you know because we wanted to inspire children to become teachers. And that's why our education system is shit right now. Because all the kids grew up. Hey, you can be a teacher and we'll blow the shit out of you in space. You will explode. So nobody wanted to be a teacher. And now we've got the worst education in the world. That makes sense. Number I bet rank, those are related. Rank number 300. Out of 190 so countries. What, in, what is your metric? Yeah. I was counting like some space colonies and stuff. Oh, also. yeah. Which 
don't have any teachers on them on account of that they didn't they weren't there yeah yeah so so that was the main show that was how you won that was those were the prizes like we said colin quinn he got his first start from this as did dennis leary and adam sandler in smaller roles although they wound up being eventually more famous and Mm -hmm. successful than colin quinn yeah which is a shame well it's not a shame Probably in Dennis Leary's case, it's a shame, but yeah. not in Adam Sandler's. He's a funny guy. Right. Or he was at one point. Although, did you see Hubie Halloween? I speaking loved of, it. Speaking of Halloween, I we've loved already it. talked about because we're recording this in late November. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colin Quinn was in Hubie Halloween also. He was like the janitor, I think. Oh, yeah. I had to watch it, and I think this, would, had this made it the most enjoyable. Did somebody claw your eyes open <laughs> with a little thing? Dude, like Green your- Mile. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what what exactly. made it very enjoyable to me, and would have seriously hindered my enjoyment if this wasn't turned on subtitles. Because of the way that Adam Sandler talks, correct in the movie, he mumbled, he mumbled, yeah. or he did. He, 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 no, it wasn't that voice. <laughs> <laughs> that was a guy who got his hey, wisdom he, teeth. He, he, he. Okay, that was yeah, closer. That, that was not bad. But because uh, the script is it's kind of funny and. It had good bits in it, but I would have been so lost if I didn't understand what he was saying. Yeah, I thought it wasn't bad. For, for an Adam Sandler Netflix movie where the bar is on the ground. Well, here's the thing. I thought it was all right. Yeah, it's for sure on the ground. But I feel like I'm coming off of a uh, gamma ray. Mm-hmm. If you can imagine like on a, you know, how gamma ray is kind of like an up and down situation on a graph. I know. I don't know anything about so that. So I was, com- I was way up high. For early Adam Sandler, Mm -hmm. like everybody is. I feel like this is a very popular stance. And then once he starts to do, uh, what was it called? Um, What was what called? He's like, I want to get chocolate wasted. Oh, the grown-ups? Yeah, the grown-ups kind of started going down for me. And then... I mean, I think it went down before that. I think his... Jack and Jill? Stand-up, great movie. His (laughs) his Al Pacino's finest role. His stand-up on Netflix... Got His stand-up was back good. in. Yep. Because every... The style of comedy now, I guess, that I like was depressing, making fun of yourself, self-deprecating, bleak, alternative comedy. Louis C.K. Right. And his is just pure goofiness. Yeah. And I didn't realize that I wanted that in comedy because I didn't seek it out now. And so after that, liked him. Hoobie Halloween. I think if he does another one, I'll probably enjoy it as well. Do you think, would you say that based on what you were into in, in comedy and Adam Sandler special, would you say that it saved your life? Would Would you have killed yourself, mm-hmm. do you think, if you mm-hmm. hadn't? Mm-hmm. Wow. But then I got a grill yourself. And oh. I felt fine after that because I was able to grill They're out of business. Myself. They're out of business. Okay. I'll look it up. Um. Yeah, uh, so there there was a there were hostesses as well. The most successful of those were Kari Wurrer, I think Wurrer. Wurrer. She was FHM named her like one of the hundred hottest women in the world at one point. For him, magazine. Is that what that stands for? I don't know. <laughs> okay, just, maybe just go with it, dude. What's yeah, with yeah. You? Forum magazine. 
I mean, it was full it's of like naked or almost naked girls. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Okay. I, well, is, is it like hymns? For him magazine. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. Hymns. It's where like if you can't get a boner and so your dad, you tell your dad you can't get a boner and he's like, well, good news, son. I'm a doctor. I'll invent this pill for your heart. That, Do you know where that came from? Hymns? Yeah. I don't know. On the commercial, it's some guy who can't get a boner and he told his dad made a pill for it. The Viagra patent ended. So it's just Viagra? Yes. Okay. <laughs> it ended so like all these companies have the same whatever molecular. But no, it's good for heart health, it says also. Heart health? I don't know. Because it, it thins that. the shit out because, of your blood. Because heart health is why you can't get a boner. Because you have a weak pumping heart? Yeah. Has nothing to do with your penis. I don't know. That's what they say in the commercial, man. I trust them. Do you ever think like your penis gets a, a, like, a whole bunch of blood coming its way and it's like, oh, God. <laughs> Dude. It just sees Give it a rest. It's like when those Japanese people saw that tsunami come in towards them. <laughs> just running away. Uh, dude, I'm just chilling here. Dude, I'm just relaxing. Have a nice day at the beach. What are you doing, dude? Uh, so, yeah, also Alicia Coppola. What's a hers pill? What does a hers pill do? Um. I don't know. I don't think it exists. Yeah, I think we what need to invent it. What would a hers pill. pill do? Like just put you to sleep? Oh God, no! Then it's like a, a GHB. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not let's not promote that. I don't know. So, so like, what's the equivalent of uh, a woman? What's getting something a boner? that fails? I guess in a woman as she gets older, that a pill could help reignite. Or uh, I feel like their sex drive's fine. From like 40 on. It's when they hit their peak. Yeah, I was going to say, I think women hit their like sex peak later. Yeah. I don't so know. like our wives lucky. right now are just not into it. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't blame They're them. They're like, I, I don't blame them at all. I love you and I'll do this because I know you like it, but I don't. I, give I, me like I get nothing out of this. 15 years and I might want to have sex with you. Once. <laughs> um, so we just don't know what a hearse pill would do. I'm not experienced enough. I, I can't speak for women. That's it's not my role. Maybe like ends menopause earlier. How long does menopause last? I don't know. What do you know about menopause? It happens when you're 50. Has your mom told you about it? No, dude, because she keeps forgetting the story and have to sit there. <laughs> oh, what was the doctor's name? <laughs> uh. That's exactly right. Um, I love you, mom. Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> so... Yeah, Alicia Coppola, not not affiliated with the the famous Coppola. Okay, I thought she was for Which sure. I I would assume so also because it's a kind of uncommon name, and you are like Nick Cage. Yeah, uh, he's yeah. a Coppola, right? But she's not. But she was also in some soap operas. Kari Wurrer was in some <laughs> soap operas as well, and they both probably because they're like we can't pronounce her last name. Yeah, we just, can't have her in the show. Would you, all right, she can be on General Hospital. That's it, though. <laughs> And they were on, they've had some, you know, appearances on Law and Order like everybody else that's an actor has and things like that. Uh, But they're not Adam Sandler. So that is pretty much the show. Oh, if there was a tie, the the Bob Eubanks Pez dispenser had had a tiebreaker question inside of it that would come out of of his neck. Come out of Bob Eubanks' neck. Wow. That That was how they would break the tie. And if there was a tie... At the off the air portion, nobody was eliminated, and all three people did the lightning round. Wow, wild! That sounds intense. 
Very wild. Wow. Um, but that's that's basically the show. Ken Ober, he did a couple more game show type things. He hosted a game show on ESPN in the early 90s. Kind of just new media at the time, alternative sort of game show stuff. He's dead. Do you know what show he wrote for? What show he wrote for? Mm-hmm. Like a staff writer? No, what? Mind of Mencia. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. So... Which was the critically acclaimed sketch show that changed the landscape forever. No, that was the show with Carlos Mencia. It, the dirt to dirt? <laughs> you nailed it. Yeah, that, was, that show was the worst. And, but Ken Ober died in 2010 of heart stuff. He didn't have he hymns. He didn't have hymns, dude. He didn't have hymns. Uh, he died very young, so that's sad and tragic. Aside, almost as sad and tragic as writing for Mind of Mencia. Yeah, I would say equally as tragic. Um, but I thought he was good. He was he was fun. He was lively and funny as the host of the show. I kind of disagree. Oh, you don't like Ken Ober? Well, I'm not. I wasn't able to watch this through the lens of a young me. I was watching it as me now. So okay. I see a host who doesn't really seem to want to be there and care about the show. So it was hard for me to get It's alternative, man. I get it. It wasn't cool to care. It's not working now. And that's what I'm saying. If I would have watched this when I was younger, I probably would have been, oh, yeah, fucking game show network, which doesn't exist (laughs) yet. (laughs) In a decade. (laughs) So that... And also he would fight with the audience a lot, which I probably would have loved when I was younger. But I was just like... It had a cringy feel to it now, watching it now. Yeah. And just, and the the dead silences that would happen. Yeah. I mean, like I said, there was a lot of like the, the technical aspects of the show didn't work very well at all. There was just a lot of what, what what did he say? I didn't hear you. What? So Colin, shut up. What? (laughs) It was, it was very much like there was one with, um, Weird Al was one of the the guest category yeah. people. And then he was also like, when the people got eliminated through the wall, he was there. Fake attacking them. them. Yeah, exactly. But, but yeah, there, I mean, there, it was definitely like, like I said, a very alternative comedy, alternative entertainment, sort of, we don't give a shit about yeah. anything and we're just rolling and let's go. And maybe you'll like this. And I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, if you I don't care don't. if you do. Yeah. But, I mean, it lasted for five seasons. It got syndication. So. It was the only thing it. that was different on that channel. Right. You know? It was the only non real sad if it didn't. And so in syndication, so MTV had the rights to all the music videos, but they didn't for syndication. So the final thing was. Not music. Was not music videos. Wow. Yeah. It was just like they they were spun around on a wheel of death, like, and asked questions as they were spun, basically, in a lightning so no bed sort anymore? of format. What? No bed? No bed. Well, for some people, some people might consider it a bed. There are some basements that have that, and it is used in place of a bed for certain activities. Like at my aunt and uncle's basement, <laughs> there's, a, there's this couple things you can get strapped to. You know what kind of orgy I could get behind? An eyes wide shut kind. No, That's my dream. one that had like tents. 
tents. Yeah. So each. So that's not an orgy then. Why not? It's if it's in the same. What makes an orgy an orgy? I think you've got a. You can still free flow between the tents. I think it's so much work. Though. If it's in the same. You got to find where the zipper is. But then and... you don't have like everybody like looking at you or. I just feel like I don't feel like I would. Like, be I don't like... want to have sex in front of that guy. <laughs> Everybody else, you're cool. But that guy, go to a tent. <laughs> go to a tent. <laughs> or like you, you, there were numbers in a bowl and you would have, everybody would pull out a number and you'd be like, oh, I got number four. It's like the key thing. Key party. Yeah, exactly. But then one time you'd be like sneaky and everybody's in the same tent and you have to all have to jam in there. <laughs> and it's like a three person tent. tent okay. and there's like 12 people. Oh, man. <laughs> and you're outside in a forest somewhere. Yeah. Seems uncomfortable. Um... So there was also MTV was a channel. Musical television. Yes. But every year they did a spring break thing. You remember this from being, MTV a, from spring being break. a youth MTV spring yes. break? And all of their shows would be live at spring break. They mm-hmm. would do it in South Padre or Daytona Beach or wherever. Some they other trashy to, place. Right. Wherever they decided to go that year where college people generally go on spring break. And MTV would do all their shows live from there. Like I remember... Say What Karaoke with Matt Pinfield would be live there. TRL would be live on the beach there. Um, And all that. This show was also live from spring break when it was MTV spring break time. Mm -hmm. But the people would either be in like lounge chairs instead of Lazy Boys or in chairs on little platforms over a swimming pool. And uh, the, the... Instead of the big TV screen with the nine channels, Mm -hmm. there was just like nine hot people in bikinis or bathing suits with numbers on them that you selected. And then the final bonus round, instead of being on a bed, you were on a pool float in the pool on your back. Whoa. Um, Very cool. Very Very spring break. Yes, exactly. Whoa. And... Instead of nine TVs, I think there was just like one big TV that alternated between the music videos for you to call out. And and yeah, there was a there was an NES game. What? Yeah, everything had an NES game. I don't know if you knew this. I didn't. Know. Everything. Was I was an NES not game. into video. I, my first video game system was a PlayStation. I and, didn't get the NES. And you had you had to use the track and field. <laughs> Absolutely. Wait, everything used the track and field. Every back? every everything. Yeah. Wow. You just, he was like, all right, well, here comes Adam Sandler doing a, a, a weird... A <laughs> And you just had to go... Yeah. As fast and now as we're you translating to... <laughs> so the faster you go. Um, so yeah, there was an NES game, and then there were versions of this show adapted, surprisingly enough, for Italy, Brazil, Puerto Rico, mm. Australia, mm. all those... We're pretty unsuccessful. Australia always copies our stuff. Those bastards. And the UK, was that a good? I don't think it was. No. Okay. The show's not known for good accents, except for the <laughs> first one I did where it was like, hi, Jimmy Stewart. Oh, that was a good, uh, yeah, good, good little Jimmy Stewart. Uh, but it was more, you were impersonating the other guy from that movie. Right. But, fake Jimmy Stewart. Yes, fake Jimmy Stewart. Uh, but the UK one was kind of successful. It went for a couple seasons, mm. which, I don't know. What do you think a UK spring break is like? um, Very plain. It's just a bunch of people in raincoats just (laughs) drinking tea. (laughs) 
Nobody's showing their boobs. Yeah, like, Show me your ankles. Oi. 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 Don't they say that? That sounded more Australian. Oh, damn it. I'm working on Oi, it. Oi, mate. Oi, mate. Right. <laughs> right. Oi, mate. Right. What would that be a response to? Uh, Dude, you like fish and chips? Oi, mate. Right. <laughs> yeah. You want to go to Outback later? Oi, mate. Right. <laughs> No uh, rules, just right. What do I? Uh, what, what do I? What turn do I make after the stop sign? <laughs> oh, I might. Oh fuck! It's left. <laughs> I <just> don't know. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's remote control. How would you make it better? Have you thought about this? I mean, it's. Uh, I'm giving this how to make it better from my perspective now. So I said a host that seems to care about the show, or that wants to be there. Okay. Um, lame. Sounds I said lame. Not as much. Yeah, these are for sure like how an adult would make that show better. <laughs> no doubt. I'm very aware. Uh, not as much fighting with the audience, which I'm sure was one of the cooler parts right. just because nobody was doing that. Right. Um, I guess just, yeah, it seemed just so unpolished. And I'm, I get like that's what was cool, but yeah. it wasn't super enjoyable to watch. Yeah. Um, I think it sounds like you want a show that was written and created by sober people which is lame as fuck i want win ben stein's money is what i want right but i think i thought if it were just a little more polished it would probably have improved it you could still have all the weirdness and wackiness with a little more polish here's what it needed and i god we're already so late but this is the Chris Gethard show. So here's the funny thing. Is but, I was just about to say this is like the Chris Gethard show, public access version. But the Chris Gethard show, I think what makes that work is they they wanted to be there. They made fun of how ridiculous the show was. I think that's why I like it But they were very more. enthusiastic about it. Yes. That's true. Chris Gethard was very excited about being there. For sure. Despite it being a public access show. You could tell it was a New labor York. of love that these kids were writing in some dingy room and i think they put a lot of work into it even though some of the bits were weird i think that's what made it work so for a lot of people that are listening at home right now going oh yeah, yeah the it's just like the chris <laughs> gethard show can you explain what the chris gethard yeah show chris is? gethard Who, show chris gethard chris gethard is a comedian a young comedian uh is he, he he's like 40 i guess he looks young though he's <laughs> okay. got that young okay. person look but yeah you're right he, he's older um and he is a self-deprecating depressed but very open about it comedian and him and his friends had been doing a live show at uh, one of the real popular theaters in New York the I UCB? Believe. Yeah, UCB. And it was a late night show and they used to take calls and they would just shoot the shit with random people that would call into the show and they were given an opportunity to do the show but uh an hour long. Actually, I think it was still an hour. And they would still call in people, and there was a very specific type of audience that would call in, and they would just talk with these people. And they had a real dingy set that had a big sheet behind it. They had mm-hmm. a lady who, I forget what her, her the point of her was, but it was like for visual people who need some sort of stimulation, she would just play with hoops in the background and would just play with hoops. <laughs> and it wasn't like a joke that you could tell this lady was into it and this was mm-hmm. her thing. And it was, it also had very polished segments, which I guess remote control did too. There were rounds within the show, but I recommend it. 
Yeah, I loved it. I was, it was a huge on fan. Public Access TV in yes. the New York, New Jersey area. Which apparently was a haven for young creatives. Weird stuff. N- yeah. New York just it was open because we tried. tried to, you tried to get it. I tried to figure public out if there was a Dallas public Dallas access, and, we and it is that's not a thing. But he actually, the show ended up being on IFC later, right? Yes, and then also I believe TBS at the very end. Really, I don't they even tried to get it started, but uh, but yeah. So that is remote control. I would give it a three out of five buzzers because I like the spirit. I like the uh, kind of shoestring attitude to it of this is just whatever this is what we've got we've got a washer and a dryer as the set and the picture of bob barker in a frame over here behind the host so let's do it i kind of like the idea that there was a uh a host with with a quote-unquote backstory that it wasn't just a game show for game show's sake that there was a little bit of a of a story behind it that every once in a while the upstairs mom would come and interrupt the show or just be yelling yeah so so i liked a lot of that fun goofy stuff to it i do feel like yeah it could have probably used a little more polish but it was also a product of that time period and that attitude and that tv station uh how many buzzers did you give it three yeah okay i was gonna give it three buzzers too i think it was a gross underutilization of colin quinn and i get that he's young and probably still finding his voice right but he didn't do much. He just was the announcer who would yeah. do the singing bits. But the one that I watched, he, Colin Quinn was drawing something the whole time. And yeah, he would yeah. briefly well, check in and be like, uh, and at the very end, he's like, Colin, what were you drawing? And he just showed a picture of a crudely drawn picture of the contestants. Well, that, that was it. Yeah, it was it was a little too loose. It was It was too haphazard for me. Okay, I like it. Haphazard, double H. All right, that was Remote Control MTV from 87 to 1990. And yeah, this has been another episode of Come On Down, the game show podcast. You can check us out on whatever favorite podcast app you've got mm-hmm. on YouTube. You can check us out, follow us on Instagram at Come On Down Show or visit comeondownshow.com or email us at comeondownshow at gmail.com. I just said Come On Down Show a lot. Yeah. That's kind of how we end the episodes. Right. I'm going to go ahead and use my remote control and click this episode off. All right. Clockwork Orange. Is that it? <laughs> Was that what we were talking about? That, this is the reference to Clockwork Orange, Jeff. <laughs> okay. Yes. Bye.